0: Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. So if you're struggling yourself or are struggling to help someone else, please call Wellways Helpline on 1300 Triple one five hundred. That's one three hundred. five hundred. Wellway supports three CR. Yarrabug would like to thank our sponsor, Vacro's Second Chance Cycles, for their financial support. Second Chance Cycles is a fantastic community workshop that recycles bikes, trains people in bike mechanics, and sells bikes to the local community. If you have a healthcare card, they'll give you a bike free of charge. To find out more, search for Vacro online or drop into the underground car park, Harmsworth Street, Collingwood, any Tuesday or Thursday.
1: I took a deep breath, looked for a final time at those comforting tyres, pushed off, and to my amazement, actually went somewhere. I was awkward, I was ungainly. I hadn't gone more than three or four feet, but by God, I felt the balance, and that was enough. I did it. That's from Ken Turin, learning to ride a bicycle at the age of 46. That's right, shelve those blues. Bring that cadence down, lower the heart rate a little bit, breathe in, count to four, breathe out, count to four. You're listening to the Arabug Radio Show here at 3CR, Radical Radio. Podcasting, streaming, or listening on that AWA transistor in the kitchen. Many Many thanks to Amy Goodman, Democracy Now!, I love when Amy puts a foot to the accelerator for the last three <laughs> seconds of the show. Always gets it done on time. Good morning, Faith.
0: Good morning, Val.
1: Our um, it's gone beyond faux winter now. Uh, <laughs> oh, I think <laughs> there's um, spring is here. Um, it's um, unnerving, enjoyable, but unnerving in the long run. I've got to say. Um, it's interesting watching how everything subtly changed so quickly. Um, if speaking of which, um, I'll go first on my bike moment, if that's all right with you. Yep, that's good. Probably not really a bike moment, but got something to do with our wonderful weather. For the first, I think I last saw them in the local park about ten years ago. Three enormous specimens of um, yellow-tailed black cockatoos in the park. One of them perched on the no standing permit sign, which I found (laughs) hilarious. He he was there sitting waiting for the permit. Oh, I'd forgotten how – they're such a large bird. And they've got that – they're not great flyers, which gives them that really kooky appearance. But uh, lovely to see them there. Three of them just – they've – Really not like uh, cockatoos are a bit more skittish, but these ones are just very calm. Yep. You know, hanging around, a few people watching them. Very funny. Very enjoyable, of course. Yeah.
0: The things you see from a bike.
1: Yes, exactly. <laughs> the, the things that looked at you. It was interesting. <laughs> there was a um, currawong on the tree next to them. Um, currawong looked like a sparrow compared to the wow. which was yeah, um, yeah. The, really enormous birds. Anyway, that's local siding for the week which was very good, <laughs> apart from a couple of steel bicycles, which you don't see very often <laughs> uh, faith
0: uh i um I'm part of a project where we're teaching some women in Faulkner to ride, and uh the bike shed in series have been helping provide bicycles for them oh cool and uh but we very quickly ran out of small and extra small bikes. Yeah. So things that you know, we've got some women learning and others waiting. So uh, I thought I'd uh, keep an eye out on social media when people are giving away their bikes. We also the bikes we want them with chain guards and things like that yep. because many of these women wear longer robes. Yep. Um, so have managed to grab three beautiful bikes uh, in very good condition and um step throughs with chain guards got them all at home um and over the weekend was looking at them with my son just checking them over yep um but what i did think was they're all red yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be t- some t- very fast women whipping around fork on their red bikes <laughs>
1: Uh, they're a curse, actually. <laughs> 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 one of the oldest, basically, jokes. But it, they, I mean, it never goes out of style. I don't care. Yeah.
0: No. Yeah. No. And one of them's a gorgeous red mixty That's ah,
1: there you, you go. Know,
0: not quite as nice as my own, but very close. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah one of them's practically new. The Owner was upgrading to an electric bike, but yep. it's obviously always been kept under cover and in very yep. good nick. Um And yeah, a, a third one that uh, looked a bit rough, but on closer examination has nothing wrong with it. And, yeah, uh, yeah, just needed a clean.
1: Ah, yeah, that's good. You'll hmm. need a few bikes, I would imagine.
0: At this stage, ten.
1: Yep. Um, we've got.
0: Six, small and extra small, and we do have some others. Um, it's just working out sizes at this yeah. point. Yeah.
1: No, it sounds like a program to find get people to find their balance. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a you've done this before though. Sorry, would, mm. it's a um, you'd get some. I mean, you're not doing it for the bike members, obviously. But, I mean, that toll... Well, I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a volunteer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that's it exactly. Like, the absolute joy...
1: It's the most... When uh, people... Especially
0: groups of people who never expected they'd be able to ride and who don't know people who ride or other women who ride and yeah. in
1: whose community it isn't normal Or for bicycle a bicycle hasn't been part of the culture or very small. Them, they right?
0: buy them for their sons, their husbands might have one, but yeah. the idea that they would ride has not ever been a sort of idea Yet. that floats around, and the other women they know don't ride. And yeah, so there's a, there is a, a absolute joy
1: in that moment. Yeah. Uh. I wish I could remember the first time. <laughs> In some ways, it's—I mean, after doing that quote, because of, um, it's really it's interesting to get it then from an adult's point of view, um, mm. which I mean, we obviously got over the complete thrill of it all. We're unaware of it, probably more frightened than anything else at age three or four when it first happened to us.
0: I think it's the opposite. I think at age three or four you have very little fear or understanding of what could go wrong yeah. and you just oh, experience yeah. the joy. That, that, yeah. And what you see when teaching adults is they their head is full of thoughts about what could go wrong. Yep. Um, and it's the people who learn quickest are the ones who are able to turn that off or dissociate from it or yeah. um, not focus on it. And the people who find that tricky are the ones who – struggles to learn yeah. because they don't trust the bike or the and, physics or you
1: become tense yep.
0: and yeah and then all that goes down through your shoulders into the yeah. handlebars and
1: the yep. bike's shaking and yeah yep. yep. and you're grabbing hold of a tighter yep. sort of, yeah and tighter, tighter and tighter and just tighter.
0: creating this loop of <laughs> disaster <Yep>. uh,
1: <laughs> oh well it's um you know it's uh i mean we're all, we wrap it on a little. Oh, no, we don't wrap it on. There is a, something beyond the kinetic energy of riding a bike that appeals to a lot of people, and you can see it on a person's face. Mm, when that they, moment. That moment after they turn around and ride back to you, or something like mm. that, and it's, everything has changed. Yeah. 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 Yep. Then you start to take risks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, busy week.
0: Ash.
1: Yeah. <laughs> As we drift into something else. Um,
0: well, we've got a bit of uh, news. Um, we touched on magpie swooping. I know. Last time. And um, it, things have taken <laughs> off. Yes. With <laughs> a vengeance. We've um, been talking to each m- other. The uh, Car Street magpie on the Merry Creek. In Coburg is a particularly aggressive one. Um, ah. If you look on the magpie alert map through past years, so when a magpie, when someone puts up an alert about a swooping magpie, there's a yellow magpie background. But if it's a magpie that's caused an injury, they use a red one. Ah, yeah, so yeah. the Car Street magpie in Coburg, um, when you look back every year, every alert about that magpie is red. Ah. and he did take a chunk out of my ear once and Ooh. it's it's a really i do see and hear people saying well if a magpie attack you just shrug it off how much damage can a bird do when it, mm. a swooping magpie hits you it's quite a, like it it you you have to struggle even when you see it coming and you're bracing yourself to stay on your bike yeah. it's um and if it's also um combined with significant pain it's, it's, it's even harder so um, and unfortunately last week one man was riding there was swooped by this particular magpie and that man ended up fracturing his humerus his scapula four ribs and dislocating his shoulder there you go so because as yeah. the the area he swoops is where the merry creek path ducks underneath the Carr street bridge i know so what you mean going yeah, yeah, into yeah. under a bridge you've got the creek on one side so I, it's narrow you can't see who's coming the other way so it's yeah. a, it's a particularly tricky spot um and i would you know there's not a great range of detour options at that spot but um i would definitely recommend either getting off and walking yeah. particularly with kids or um just Ride up the upfield and cross over to the yeah. Mary Creek at some later point
1: point. and it's it's pretty easily available, I mean if you're planning a ride, it's worthwhile having a look at at these just to make sure
0: yeah, certainly, if it's a regular ride you do on the way to work or school or something every day, it'd be worth looking at finding a detour for yeah. the next several months
1: yeah and look you you were right. it's easy to make light of this, but when people lose their eyes. And you know, as you obviously this gentleman up there, he could cause some really serious damage. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, and you know, small children too. He's he's fairly indiscriminate in yeah. his attacks. So, um, yeah, keep an eye out mm. and thought for that.
1: I'll I just i add that the magpie won the um, Australian Bird Call of the Year <laughs> yes. on, on the ABC questionnaire. So. Um,
0: well they are beautiful birds. They are. Yeah. You know. yeah. That's why I
1: continually <laughs> feed the ones that I know. So they'll leave me alone. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um also last week mm. Port Phillip Council voted on Kerford Road bike lanes. Now these are the uh, protected bike lanes that were originally in the State Government's Shrine to Sea project. Yep. Um and then have been removed. Um in the current consultation on that project, which is mainly now about greening the road, uh, there was a motion before Port Phillip Council that they should advocate to the state government to build protected bike lanes on Cofford Road. That was amended to um, advocate to the state government to carry out community consultation on any project bike lanes on that road. Um, It was an interesting meeting there was um it was one of those things where on the one hand you have quite a bit of science research data and on the other hand some really um bizarre arguments against them Um, residents who spoke really passionately about needing the lanes to get around and um you know some quite strange claims from people who didn't want them um but i think it, what it occurred to me is you know we have the parliamentary inquiry into road safety and yep. um vulnerable road users we have really shocking statistics at the moment around uh, pedestrian yep. deaths and injuries on our roads and cyclists are not quite as bad but um also really significant vulnerable road users are bearing the brunt of poor design on our roads and um The lack of leadership around this, like there just seems to be um, a vacuum there where you allow these discussions to play out in such a damaging way and without checking some of the more bizarre claims and that. And compared to things like where we brought in mandatory seatbelt laws or um, drink driving, which were hugely unpopular at the time. um. But there was that leadership and drive to improve road safety. Um, And that just seems to be something we're not uh, seeing here.
1: As in referenced, I think because every state, none of the states, we had a a target for uh, uh, road deaths in Australia. I'm trying to remember what it was called. It started about four or five years ago, which gave out some identifiable targets as far as numbers are concerned. We're going for... That federal money, which I mean, nobody is part of the problem, I would suggest, is it's actually, we've not made one jot of difference. It's no. actually increasing.
0: Yeah. And that's uh, a worldwide phenomenon at the moment, post COVID. Yep. Road behaviour has worsened. Yep. And uh, every country is tackling these issues, particularly with vulnerable road users. Um, it's interesting to see the differences in approach. Mm. Better news. Better news. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's all... uh,
1: The light with the dark.
0: Yeah. So let's see. Let's talk about the uh, National Transport Conference. that's coming up in September. Yes. 13th to 15th of September. This is uh, held by the Australian Institute of Traffic Planning and Management. Um, But what's particularly interesting about it is that Marco Zbrumlstrut, is the keynote speaker at the conference. Now, um, Marco is one of the authors of Movement, How to Take Back Our Streets and Transform Lives, which is a a book some of you will have heard of, and if you haven't, definitely look it up. He's the Professor of Urban Mobility at University of Amsterdam and uh, a well-known speaker on making cities, better places for people to move around um, in. I would also, if you can't get to the conference, um, you know. Where is it? It's going to be at the MCG, Fed Square, you know. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. But, you know, these are
1: There'll be a series professional speak, yeah.
0: conferences and, and they're expensive and, yeah. you know, if you're in that profession, your employer might be, paying for you to go but for everyone else I would keep an eye out um usually when someone like this comes with a conference other organizations will organize some uh, more accessible forums Mm. or opportunities to hear them speak and um I think uh, someone at La Trobe University who's working with him is maybe doing that so I'd keep an eye on that. But we'll put a link up to the book as well. Oh,
1: that's good. Next month.
0: Yeah. His uh, keynote um, will be focusing on a photo that was taken of John Lennon and Yoko Ono in bed with one of those white Dutch share bicycles. You know, the very first share bicycles the Dutch had back in
1: the 60s. The mythological white bicycles. Yes. So
0: it'll be an exploration of... um, That image and uh, yeah. what it means for mobility transition.
1: You mentioned John Lennon. I mean, with the death of Michael Parkinson, I'm reading something about the horrible interview he did with John Lennon, and Yoko. I people forget how hated that couple were. It was really mm. quite bizarre. I know this got nothing to do with bicycles, apart from the the white bike. It was really um, palpable. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, there's um. Uh, one of those tricky things when someone dies, people will focus very much on the good, which is great yes, of but course. there's yeah, yeah. some you know Michael Parkinson had some dodgy moments <laughs>
1: <laughs> if you want to see one of them, watch the interview with meg Ryan. anyway um, look and it 's not much point saying it was because tom let 's get off this straight away mm, yep, yep. Um, uh update on the uh Walmart street bridge i 've been watching the construction okay. of the ramp on yep. the east, yep. on the uh, south side or the south side or the east side of um, west side um it 's going to end up looking quite nice actually okay um although i 'll presage that with saying you know i 'm just watching the tonka trucks move the dirt yep. around at the moment, so maybe in the final fruition, but it 's a uh, um it's a nice little corner of the Yarra yeah, up there, and mm. there's some actually quite stunning trees right there on that spot. But um, good to see it. Uh, no, they're getting stuck into it. Yeah, yeah. Hurry up. <laughs>
0: it's an interesting thing, like, and because of um, our modern standards with how wide a path has to be or the DDA ramps and all that. Yeah. You know, so in the past where we built a bridge that sort of sits quite low in the landscape, you can't do that anymore. You need quite much bigger structures which can seem really um, imposing and it all still boils down to the fact that we're so reliant on that path. Like if you had protected bike lanes on other roads, that path could remain a lovely recreational path, but people would not be relying on it for transport. Yeah, yeah. And I kind of think how much, um, you know, we're we're trying to squeeze more and more into this narrow path just to avoid building safe routes elsewhere.
1: And it's interesting because that can become a flashpoint between pedestrians and cyclists then, which is something you really don't want to happen.
0: Yeah, well, shared paths and, you know, shared paths deter less confident cyclists, as we heard when... Dr Lauren Pearson was here. Yeah. Um they deter pedestrians and with bigger and faster electric bikes, you know, that yeah. all of that becomes uh, more and more contentious. Yeah.
1: And that's not that should not be the focus of it. The focus of it is actually separated bike lanes on normal, on roads yeah. so that people can go about their business yeah. easily. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um Also underway at the moment is the Marybeck Transport Strategy Consultation. So Marybeck are writing a new transport strategy and doing the very first uh, round of their consultation. Um, They held some pop-ups over the weekend. There'll be some more later this week if you want to actually talk to officers, which is always worth doing. Um, Ask lots of questions. There's an online survey you can do, but there is also an email address and... You know, it doesn't explicitly say this, but you're always welcome to put your thoughts in an email and send it to that email address as your submission to the Transport Strategy Consultation. Um, And if anyone in Marybeck is wondering, not sure what they might say or what are the issues, Marybeck Bug are having a meeting this coming Wednesday and uh, we'll be discussing the Transport Strategy and answering any questions people have about it, and if you can come along at 7.30 to Coburg RSL, yep, then um, it's an opportunity to have a chat about it and clarify what you think yeah. and uh, get a submission ready.
1: Question out of left field. I know every time I mention Mary Beck, Sydney Road. Well, Mary Beck... Doesn't control. Doesn't control. It, Sydney has no Road. influence on it. No. Nothing's happening with I
0: it. I think the fact that Mary Becker has been advocating for Sydney Road to have protected bike lanes since 2008 yep. is um, tells you all you need to know about that. Yep.
1: Yep. It's like the big build. It's going to take a while.
0: Mm. Yeah. It's um, the same with accessible tram stops on Sydney Road. You know, that's <sighs> another.
1: Too hard basket.
0: Issue that has a massive impact on residents in Marybeck, but yep. that the state government doesn't seem willing to tackle.
1: It's gone out. They've stopped a lot of those programs, haven't they? We seem to have hit a. Um, I think an they've done
0: 15% of the accessible tram stops they were meant to do by last December.
1: Yeah. I'm just going to leave that silence there <laughs> for people <laughs> to actually ponder those sort of things. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh It is, uh, anyway, yep, Sydney Road, done. Next one. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
0: it's, and and Marybeck over the last couple of years have managed to build a couple of protected bike lanes towards filling out their network. Um, But the reality is that there's 5.2 kilometres of protected bike lanes in Marybeck and most residents cannot get to the main routes separated from traffic. Um, There's an over-reliance on creek paths that don't take you to the activity centres, don't take you to the station, don't take you to the shops, don't take you to the services. Um, So the strategy consultation is an opportunity to raise those issues and to let them know how important it is that they do build that network of protected bike lanes.
1: Yeah. And the other thing is, don't think that your say doesn't make a difference.
0: It has a huge difference, yeah. yeah. Um, so it, and it's important to do It's yeah. And coming up, coming up, coming up, um, St Kilda Road bike lanes, protected bike lanes are pretty much finished. Oh, and when did
1: that happen? I was there <laughs> 10 days ago, it's certainly not finished if you're heading out of town. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry, um. um
0: and uh, the unofficial, official opening will be at M Pavilion on Sunday, the 27th of August at 11 a.m. So, this is a community event. Yep. Um, run by Stunnington Bug, Port Phillip Bug, and uh, Melbourne Bug. Um, so, it's a, a bit of a party to celebrate thing called road, road bike lanes, yep. and um, one where you know there's there's no organised celebration, so you need to bring it if you want to bring yep. a cake, or if you want to dress up, or if you want to bring an instrument and play some music, or yep. bring the celebration with you.
1: Yep.
0: Um, and if you're from Merrybeck and you want to ride there, there'll be a group ride from Jewel Station. At nine forty-five, oh, um, good on the Sunday morning. Yeah, taking the scenic route, but also taking plenty of time and making sure that uh, everyone, no matter how they ride, um, there's plenty of stopping and yeah. waiting and looking after everyone.
1: I presume the bit that's held them up is that Domain Tunnel on the. I'm oh, not Domain yeah. Tunnel. the the um, where Domain Road runs into yeah. um, um, St Kilda Road. Yep. Yeah, yeah, which has always been a bit of a yeah, yeah troublesome spot.
0: But, yeah, no, that should be good and well worth celebrating considering, um, you know, it was 1896, the first time the Victorian government promised to build protected bike lanes on Sydney Road. Um, And my great-great-grandmother was living quite close to the domain then and uh, she didn't get to use them, but um, her great-great-great-granddaughter...
1: And if it, but listeners out they have got a long memory, it even cracks a mention in The Man with Rubber Pedals, that <laughs> lovely path from that 1886 or something, oh. and, and getting passed by, by a bike on St Kilda Road. So nothing much has changed much. <laughs> it has a lot. It actually, that's uh, – I mean, if you want to it, – it's a lovely city ride. Right? I mean, that scenic um, – uh, the viewscape as you ride through there under in the middle of springtime under all those um plane trees and elm trees is quite you know
0: <laughs> if you can see through the tears in your eyes from oh, the, high no. the hay fever oh, no. anyway it's a great um
1: thank god well god she had nothing to do with it but it's getting close the road that was number 1 for dory in melbourne yeah yeah uh, st kilda road might finally become a lot safer for everybody
0: yep. yeah and now we just need it done on a lot more roads and a lot faster exactly
1: now that's about all we've got time for this week i think coming up next is she
0: you've been listening to a 3cr podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3cr in melbourne australia for more information go to all the w's dot 3